And a good, good morning and welcome to your August 3rd, 2021 edition of In the Know here on K105 on Litchfield's Country Station 1039 The Moose by the K105 and WMTL app and always live on K105 Digital Productions. It's Sam Gormley in as Grayson County Schools Week. We took a hiatus yesterday, but we are jumping right back into getting you ready for the back to school, which is, yeah, you're right, tomorrow. We'll get you ready for that. We have answers to all of your questions coming up. I guess we can also say it's Dennis Cook Week. That continues again today as well, so we get a double dose of that. We'll update you on your latest local news headlines. Of course, have some pop culture to bring you as I have a list of the states that like fast food the most and the least. We'll bring that to you and, of course, have your chance to win with the water cooler question. But first, we've got to bring in our first guest co-host for today again we mentioned it is officially his week which can be a good thing or a bad thing depending on who you ask from first baptist church is yukon cornelius i got a dennis c cook humble bumble which one am i missing uh wd40 that's right what else am i missing Uh, papa bear papa bear okay big d Freight train. Freight train. Uh, that was my flag football days. Freight train. Freight train. Uh, freight train. <laughs> Dennis, how are you today? I'm good. You know, I think our views are going to be up today. Is it because of you? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. So, Dennis, I have a – I do know one thing about you. Okay. And you want – in fact, I forgot one of your nicknames. Is you are the chief culinary correspondent for oh, K105. That's right. I forgot about that too. A new survey says that a third of social media users order food just to take pictures of it but don't eat it. Oh, my goodness. And, Dennis Cook, I ask you, as a chief culinary correspondent, how much does that drive you crazy? That, that's insane. I, I mean – I would have – you know, I'm mad. I'm trying not to be judgmental early on in the show. But you're already being just. But I am. Who people. would do that? I would yeah, never why order you, that. Why are you? I, I don't know. Only I don't order what you want to eat. Yes. And why then, are you and ordering? Then don't post just it on social media. Just eat no. it and enjoy it. I had a teacher in high school who would post. He had an Instagram, and his Instagram was literally just a picture of his lunch every day. And it was hilarious because about ninety nine percent of the time it was the same thing. I think it was a ham sandwich and a diet coke. But it was oh, funny wow. because his his entire his entire Instagram feed was just pictures of of uh, you had a ham sandwiches and diet coke. We'll bring in our second guest co-host for today from Grayson County Schools, Superintendent Doug Robinson. Good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Sam. I'm doing great. I had to go with this song here as an oh, intro. That's so <laughs> awesome. So I was going to say, if anything, I knew it was going to be more for for Dennis. Yeah, he would really appreciate so it. Saved by the bell theme, but it fits in back to school tomorrow, which is crazy. It is. It's hard to believe. And uh, just this morning, it, I, I had a parent come in. Uh, it was early in the mo- it was early this morning, and he was talking about how excited his kids were to get going school tomorrow. So, uh, you know, when the start of school, it, it comes with a lot of excitement, nerves, and uh, a little bit of uneasy, but that's all normal. I know that last week during Grayson County Schools Week is we asked, I believe it was Josh Baldwin, a question about how much Olympians are paid in the United States. And he knew the answer right away, which I was very impressed. Wow, and he I'm said shocked. later on he admitted that he'd read that information earlier <laughs> in the morning. But still, we're going to say that he, he's just all-knowing because he's a principal in Grayson County Schools, which just means that you're all-knowing, right? Yes, uh, absolutely, sure. So, so I ask you a follow-up question on this, <laughs> and we'll see if you are all-knowing here. So the question is, is an Olympian for winning gold makes $37,500 for every gold medal, 22500 for silver, and 15000 for every bronze. The question is, does that Olympian have to pay taxes on it when he comes back to the United States? Absolutely not. Absolutely not is correct. <laughs> wow. President, I, and I did not know this. President Obama signed the United States Appreciation for Olympians and Paralympians Act, which said a person's taxable income would not include any prize money for t- participation in Olympic or Paralympic Games. The IRS also cannot tax the value of the medals either. Wow. I did not know that this morning. I didn't either. You know, it's a very fitting that you open up with him with an mm-hmm. athletic question. <laughs> yes. Because we all know this is superintendent, you know, of the of the decade, uh, Doug Robinson. <laughs> but what many may not understand or 
you know, give the weight of the honor of is that this man is an athletic legend in the county. Oh, now, only one no, starting no, no, center no. Yeah. led the team to the first regional tournament that's in, right. or the regional championship in school history. Is that correct? That's that's right. And, you know, he and I share this in common. We uh, drop dead good looks, uh, <laughs> amazing personality, and then athletic prowess. I was um, on sixth grade. Uh, I was on the sixth grade varsity team, okay, at Beaver Dam Elementary. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he also, you know, with high school, but whatever. Uh, now, as a varsity <laughs> team member, did you ever play? Uh, I was kind of assistant coach okay. uh, with a jersey on. You'd throw the towel to the good players when they came, came off the floor? Water. Mm-hmm. But okay. I, I Relatable. reached out. Relatable. I, I did a little show prep oh. today. Oh, uh-oh. I reached out to Ernie Perkins, and I said, good after not. Doug Robinson <laughs> – who was the second best player on your all's high school team? <laughs> he said it wasn't even close. It was one against five. It was like nobody else was even having to be out there. So, and, he, and I'm sure Ernie was saying he was the best, right? <laughs> I got to go back and look well, at my text for that. I don't, I don't remember that part. State attorney Ernie, right? Yeah, that's right. State attorney Ernie, big it, time. It, it I've never heard that phrase. Really, you've never heard no. that ever before? I was just uh, that was one of the first things I ever heard when I came to Grayson County. As I was reading into getting ready for basketball season back a few years ago, and they, you know, State Attorney Ernie, State Attorney Ernie. <laughs> well, I saw it goes like E.E. McGee and State Attorney Ernie right there, right there below it. Yeah, that's right. And then Todd Johnston, maybe third in, in, yeah, in Cougar yeah, basketball. I saw the tapes, man. He's got it. Oh, yeah. Or he had it. I had it. <laughs> I don't have it now. Uh, weather for today, it's going to look great with plenty of sunshine, and we'll still be able to brag about the low humidity. Highs very similar to yesterday with just a touch warmer. Tonight will be partly cloudy with lows in the low to mid-60s, giving us a lot of nice free air conditioning once again. Well, we can't rule out a brief shower areas east of Louisville, so probably not for us. Um Looks going to be a pretty nice day. 85 degrees, low around 64 tonight. Uh, Tomorrow, again, 85 for your first day of school. Again, a very, very, very slight chance of rain. So that's probably a good thing that you're not going to have to worry about buses out in the rain for the first day of school tomorrow. But then you look into early next week and better enjoy mid-80s while you can get it because we're getting back into the 90-degree temperatures as we head into what I guess we could say next week is the middle of August, which is crazy that we can even Mm -hmm. consider that we're (laughs) – yeah, <laughs> trucking through here, August man. when it comes yeah, to this. Sure. But again, something we'll keep an eye on. Temperatures moving up as we get closer and closer to the first day of school. Grayson County Schools Week, though, continues today with Superintendent Doug Robinson and Dennis Cook joining us today. I, I, I have mean, nothing he, to do with the schools. <laughs> I have, have nothing to do. You I'm do just have, filling a seat. You do have children in the schools. I do. I do have and children. And I know later in on in the show, we are going to allow you to ask Parent, a question from parents to what you want to know from the superintendent. So I am giving the pressure of all – how many students are in Grayson County Schools? 4,200. 4,200. So probably there are 3,500 parents, give or take. You know, something along the lines of that. Okay. So you are having the pressure of asking a question for all of the parents in Grayson County Schools. I'm sure I'll give you a hint about the first question. Rectangle pizza. That's all I'm going to say. That's all. Gonna, okay, just get ready. So I ask you, for the first basic question is, is how long have you been the superintendent here in Grace County Schools? I'm starting my seventh year. Seventh year. Wow. Hard to believe. Now, when you were hired as superintendent replacing Mr. Anderson, Barry uh-huh. Anderson, yeah, sure. what were some of the goals that you had, and have you accomplished those in these seven years? Well, I think the first goal is to survive, and I think I've uh, I've done. You're that. still here. You're still here. <laughs> no, you know we've. Uh, I think when you start looking at uh, over the last seven years, we've the last year everybody's just focused on survival of the pandemic and just trying to manage it. But before that, we had some we had some goals related to instruction. And I don't know. A lot of people don't realize that about me. I love the teaching and learning of school. I just don't get to spend a lot of time on it. But we've had some we've had some initiatives. Uh, that uh, we've really tried to focus on, getting kids reading on grade level by third grade. And this year we've started uh, some thoughtful classroom uh, initiatives. It's talking about different teaching strategies and learning strategies to help our students be successful. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we, we're we always a continuous improvement from our buildings uh, to your grounds to uh, getting uh, instructional strategies uh, and, and whatever tools your teachers need to be successful. Now, I know to start off Grayson County Schools Week last week, which this feels like about three months ago, but it's just how how much is going on right now, uh, Adam Cox was our guest co-host as he is the brand-new assistant – let's see if I can get this right – assistant superintendent, 
the director of district wide programs. Did I nail it? Well, yeah, he's he he's got a he's got his hands in a lot of different things, okay. but as assistant superintendent, he's got a, a a lot of duties. So, what attracted you to Adam when he had applied, and why was that the right decision to bring him in to replace the retiring Todd Johnston? Yeah, he was the only app. No, I'm just okay. <laughs> <laughs> so did Dennis's get lost in the mail? I said yeah, it. FedEx, yeah. UPS, <laughs> snail mail, email. Uh, <laughs> didn't fax it. Yeah. Now, you know, Adam uh, brings a lot of, uh, of uh, and you could tell out here last week, a lot of excitement and passion on about education. And uh, if you, you check with over Brett Kennedy when you're talking to their superintendent or some of their people within the school systems, uh, within their school system, he, do, he did a great job as the principal over there, just a hard uh, work ethic and uh, it's going to bring some good skills to, to Grayson County Schools. And I know we had talked as well. Mark and I were talking before Adam came into the building on Monday. He said, make sure that if Adam walks into this building wearing any maroon, yeah. that you just say, you know, you can just head on back to, to Harnett. Yeah, that, and, you know, a lot of people might not realize this, but he's also an Indiana fan. I, I did oh, learn that. I did, yeah. learn that uh, I did learn that last week. I did learn that. Because we were going through, and we, I, I was talking really excited, bringing some good U.K. news. Yeah. He was just sitting there giving me, like, this blank stare. And I was thinking, what is, like, why are we not excited about this? And I thought, maybe is he going to be a Louisville fan, which I can I can live with. Yeah. I can live I, with. I'm with you. Uh, but then he dropped the Indiana. Yeah. I was thinking, man. Yeah, how do you do that? So how I, much did that play into the interview process? I mean, when you found that information out, I mean, was that a struggle to go ahead and move forward? Well, you know, I wish I would have probably done my homework a little bit better. Uh, I've, I've got to do better on my screening before I start the, the application yes. interview process. Yes. yes. You touched on this a little bit. The last 18 months, can you put them into words what they've been like? No. Uh, you know, we get this so often. I think it's been super stressful, but it's just not from a professional standpoint. You know, it's been stressful on all of us in our personal lives too, uh, as well. Uh, you know, it's affected a lot of different components of society, but school has been a challenge uh, because I think we've tried to be, you know, we're kind of stuck in the middle here trying to implement whatever rules come down to us, and you're trying to do what's best for your kids and trying to get back to school. Everybody knows that we need kids in school. Uh, so there's been a lot of first. It just seems like the last little bit is my mindset. It seems like only two weeks at chunks at a time. After two weeks, you kind of forget everything that you just did because it's changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kept everybody on their toes for sure, but it's been a challenge. But our, our staff and our administrators and our central office staff have done a great job, and our parents have been awesome. You touched on that part, and that's where I wanted to head next in, in these questions is your staff. And I know that your your teachers are great, but it's also a lot more than just your teachers. Absolutely. And each one of the principals, I know I gave them an opportunity to talk about, you know, their front office staff, their cafeteria workers, their custodians, their bus drivers. I mean, everybody that works in Grayson County Schools. I know that uh, we got to give the, the – we work hand-in-hand with the custodians at Grayson County High School a lot. Yeah. You know, they're usually cleaning up for basketball games where we're breaking down as well, and they're fantastic people, and that I can only presume is across the entire district. But are there enough good things that you can say about your staff? Well, I could go on and on and on. We have 600 full-time employees here, uh, Sam, and I'm telling you, we have some top-notch folks. But there is so much that goes on behind the scenes to get school ready that people don't realize. Like you said, the custodians, they're there. I mean, it seems like the school is always open. Mm -hmm. The buildings are used a lot. They work with people. They do exactly what they're supposed to and go above and beyond that. And then you start looking about the last over the last year. You know, we have provided meals for all of our students, whether it was we were, whether we were in school or not. Our cafeteria staff are unbelievable. And then you tra- you piggyback that off of your transportation department, who is providing that getting the meals out to the community. And they every one of those those groups will do anything that you ask them to do. And when it comes to kids, they will go above and beyond. We've had some of our cafeteria staff come in on days and, and deliver meals personally to their to homes out of their own vehicles because they just worry about kids getting fed. Wow. And so you know, I say this all the time uh, with especially our new employees. There's so much that I never hear about that is so good about our employees uh, and what they're doing just for the kids and to help out in the community. But, yeah, I could sit here and talk forever about all those groups. Our central office staff, I probably don't brag about them enough, but as you could see last week, uh, our administrators and some of our directors at the school, they really have their heart in the right place related to what's best for kids. I, I realized that a lot last week, and I know we were talking off the air that for a lot of the the 
people that we had come in last week, I'd never met them. Yeah. I mean, I, I knew, you know, Josh Baldwin from obviously the work I do at the high school. I knew Josh Basham being the former head coach of the Lady Cougar basketball team. But other than that, I really hadn't had much experience. So for me, it was as much learning as what are the great things that are happening in the school district? Because I think that for the most part, a lot of people like to complain. They don't like to say, hey, yeah. this is great. This is what's happening. Yeah. And I'm sure for you, it's always good to hear, hey, you know, Mrs. So-and-so or Mr. So-and-so did a great job today and, you know, the schools look clean or the, the bus driver said hello to the student. It's probably those good things that you really like to hear. Oh, absolutely, Sam. And, you know, we in our society today, and I'm not trying to get uh, too uh, too far out there, but it is everything about negative. And one of the things that we've tried to do, and even as our admin, we said we were going to try to focus more on the positive. We have a lot of great things going on in the school system. As you can tell, if you start talking to any of our principals, they have passion to help those kids uh, become the very best that they can. And so, yeah, we do. Uh, and every, every now and then I get some great calls of, of people sharing those good stories. And, uh, you know, years ago I used to try to challenge people. they call in, they complain to me. At the end I'd say, hey, tell me one good thing about Grayson County Schools trying to make change that mindset and people can always do that but sometimes they just want to they they mm-hmm. want to vet and right. we want to work with people too i'm not saying that uh you know we we don't bat a thousand but we we try to get close to that i think that it, it's you're learning more and more though of these good things that are happening and i think you you mentioned the point there that i i didn't really know a lot about but the cafeteria workers delivering food out of their own cars yeah i mean dennis is a parent hearing that knowing your kids are in grayson county schools that has to make you feel really good knowing that, I mean, a cafeteria worker is someone that most people probably don't even know their name, most of the students, but yet that they're willing to do that. That has to make you feel really good as a parent. Yeah, I've seen it. You know, I've seen it. I've experienced it. Uh, and and I would say that many of the kids do know their names. or And if they don't know their name personally, they know their face and the and the warmth that they give to the student. And, they, and many of the students need that. Many of them may not be receiving that. Uh, where we're assuming that they are. And, and to, to these teachers, staff, administration, uh, wh- whoever it is, those kids are their kids. And they care so much to make sure they're fed, taken care of, and have what they need. And most importantly, that they look them in the eye, that they they notice who they are as individuals. And that, that can't be understated in 2021 where, you know, sometimes you get lost in the shuffle. We're going to hit a couple of the quick news headlines really quick, and then we're going to take a break and come back and dive deeper into some of the questions that parents might be having. Grayson County Health Department reported on Monday afternoon that 51 new cases of COVID-19 have been confirmed since the agency's last update on Wednesday. That is 81 active cases of the virus in the county right now. Grayson County has also moved back into the red as their incident rate right now sits at 33 even. As the county's vaccination percentage did climb above 40%, as the Grayson County Health Department reported, 40.1% of Grayson County residents have been vaccinated. Statewide, 1,052 new COVID-19 cases in Kentucky and five new deaths. The positivity rate is 9.77%, which is up nearly a full point since Friday. But you look at the map, 74 counties are in red. As of yesterday afternoon, the last release, this was sent out at 4.30 yesterday, Eastern time, so 74 counties are in the red right now. A COVID-19 vaccine clinic will be held on Thursday for children's 12 years and older. The clinic will be hosted by the Litchfield campus of ECTC. The clinic will offer two two-hour windows to receive the vaccine from 9 until 11 and from 1 until 3 on Thursday at ECTC in Litchfield. Walk-ins are welcome and signs will be posted on the property directing people to the room where the vaccinations will be given. Uh, statewide vaccination rates continue to be on the rise in Kentuckians. In the past three days, more than 22,000 Kentuckians have gotten the vaccine. Last week, it was 41,000 total Kentuckians. Um, in other non-COVID-related news, a juvenile has been arrested at Beach Bend Park in Bowling Green after being caught with a firearm and threatening to shoot someone. The Warren County Sheriff's Office said deputies responded Friday afternoon at 4.30 to the popular amusement park after a disturbance was reported where a firearm had been displayed and its use threatened by a subject involved in an altercation more on that story, you can visit K105.com. Then I saw this headline this morning, and this kind of interested me. The headline reads, Ancient Artifacts Seized by Customs Officers. U.S. Customs and Border Protection Officers in Louisville, with help from officers at the National Targeting Center Antiquities Unit, intercepted a shipment containing 13 pieces of ancient artifacts from the 10th century. I mean, that mask is cool. <laughs> 
I mean, I, I just I read this headline. The shipment arrived from Mexico and was heading to a residence in Sumter, California, South Carolina. Subject matter expert in the ancient Americas determined that the collection dated from post-classic to the Aztec era. That's 1100 through 1532. The, skull, the collection included one skull and 12 adzes, I guess is what they're called, which are tools for chopping. Right, tools for chopping. Mm-hmm. You know about that, Dennis? Nope. <laughs> He can make convincing me what he's talking about. Yeah. I, I didn't know if we had ourselves a, an ancient artifact expert in here. No, I was just wondering, you know, has anybody seen Indiana Jones recently? And how's he doing? Because yeah. That, yeah, he did have a hip injury or something, didn't he? That may have been in his carry-on bag. I don't know. <laughs> We're going to take a break, come back, have a little bit more coming up here on In the Know. Now look at you walking in here looking all pretty and angry and mean and good. <laughs> I know you didn't get your head down, so you could just sit down and just sit still. Hey, we trying to have a good time tonight. Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. It's my birthday. Uh, no, it's not. Today is National Watermelon Day. Wow. Uh, are you a fan of watermelon? Yes, I am. You are a Dennis fan? Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's not my. I'm not a huge melon guy. Just, just not, not my, not my go-to. If you give me watermelon, I can eat it. But I'm definitely not gonna like seek it out okay. by any means. Sarah Cook has a watermelon flavored shaved ice. Does she? That you should try. Does she? Okay. Well, I know that the last time you you surprised me with a shaved ice flavor, it was the <laughs> one flavor I really do not like. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> I kept saying, you know, I do not like coconut. <laughs> and what, what's the shaved bad. ice flavor that pops up? Coconut. Pina colada. Which is, which is mainly coconut. Coconut. Yeah. Um, and I, try, I, try, I misheard you. I was nice, and I ate a couple of bites. And then I think you saw in my face that it was, it was kind of painful. <laughs> but I made it. I survived. I'll tell you what, though. We can't. Uh... Wow. Roger oh, Lush with Roger. It. Oh, uh, my I guess, man. Roger Dennis will send you your five dollars in the mail today. Hey, can I get a free K one hundred five shirt to send to him? And actually, would you send it? Um, uh, Roger Lush asks on Facebook if Dennis should have his own show. You know, Doug and I were talking about that uh, yeah. during the break. Uh, he felt the same way. I uh, thought he said the opposite. But you know, uh, you know, somebody I can't get to stop eating the pina, pina colada shaved ices is Sheriff Chaffins. Really? I mean, he throw those. You know, normal people get brain freeze and whatever. He doesn't. He's just. It's just like a vacuum cleaner. Well, he's not normal. Well, you said it, Doug. And we'll yeah, see you on really? Thursday. <laughs> He'll be in here on Thursday. Now, do you have a favorite shaved ice flavor? What's your go-to? Hey, I like any of them. Any of them. Any of them. Uh, I did try the. That's such a it's not Dr. It's answer. Not, <laughs> it's not Dr. Pepper, but what, what's the flavor? Dr. Snow Cone? Dr. Snow Cone. Delicious. Kind of like a delicious. root beer. Yeah, Dr. Ish. Pepper. Yeah, it was delicious. Uh, now, Doug Robinson from Grayson County Schools is our guest co-host. It's Grayson County Schools Week kind of continues today, and it's also Dennis Cook Week that continues. We're com- combining them both today, oh, which man, is going to be just the best of both oh, worlds. Oh, it's crazy. Unbelievable. But I know that last week, Doug, we kept hearing the principals and staff members that were coming in the, repeat the line, better than normal. normal. Better than normal. So I ask you, what does that mean? Better than normal. Well, we had a uh, we had an admin meeting uh, back in early July, and and I just challenged all of our administrators to let's think. You know, you hear so much about hey, let's just get things back to normal, and so I challenged us, let's make it better than normal. So you know, it, we're always trying to push to be uh, you know continuous improvement and and build on the successes that we have each year. So I. I, my challenge to them is better than normal, and I think it's something that has kind of stuck with all of us uh, in our conversations. I know that it, it was something that they kept repeating all week is that, you know, we did a lot of things good. Yeah. But I know one of the questions last week that I was wanting to ask was the pandemic had a lot of negatives, but there are some positives. So what do you think are some of the good things that can come out of the pandemic that will help you get and achieve this, quote, unquote, better than normal? Yeah. Well, I think that's a I think that's a legit question, and and, and it's an open ended question. That uh, I think one of the things is is that sometimes in any organization you get where you just kind of do what you've always done, hmm. and I think the pandemic made us look at things a little bit differently. Of okay, now how can we do this differently? And sometimes that made the I've heard several of our principals say, "Hey, we're, we're making some changes that probably." we never really thought about that's going to stick, uh, whether it's just management type things. And then on the instructional pieces, you know, it's really pushed us to kind of get more technology in the hands of the, a lot of the kids. And uh, and I know we all as parents have 
you know, we don't really – we still need the instruction piece of it, but kids need the skills of technology. And I think it forced some 100%. of our staff into using more of that technology to get students engaged. I know that – I think it was Adam Cox last week had mentioned that there is a goal – I don't know if it was this year. I don't want to put words into your mouth about a Chromebook in, it, in the hands of every single stool, every single student. What, what was that again? Yeah, we're pretty much going to be one to one. One to one. That's uh, right. That so was that the term. yeah, each each kid will have access to that. Uh, and we were we were close to that last year. But th- those Chromebooks, I mean, it's just like anything else. They were getting really hard to get a hold of last year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you ordered stuff, and it was like, hey, man, it's six months out. So, and then this summer, our technology uh, folks, uh, Jared Graybill and his team, mm-hmm. uh, they've done an awesome job. We had some uh, student workers this summer who graduated from high school to come in with our IT department. And I, th- I saw them the other day. I think they're tired of seeing uh, the uh, Chromebooks. <laughs> I guarantee it. But we've ordered a bunch uh, in, in a replacement of that. Uh, and, and it's just not getting the technology. Those things, you know, we have to have a little bit of a schedule to keep the n- newest technology in place that our kids can get access to use. Now, I know that kind of this next question, I'm sure that everybody is is watching and they're wondering, how have you now made it 30 minutes into the show and not mentioned the M word? Yeah, that's that's right. <laughs> so I guess the next question that I lead you is that M word masks. What's happening? Tell yeah. me. Yeah, isn't that uh, isn't it crazy? A little bit of the debate that uh, mask have has spurred. Huh? And uh, uh, Dennis has never, yeah. never experienced that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what what we're doing is we're going to pass down the recommendation that the CDC has of you know it's highly recommended to wear the mask. We're not going to mandate it at this point, but I think it's it. You know, I think another thing I've learned through this pandemic is never say never. You know, things can change on a on a dime. You might have to make some adjustments. Mm. But I think one of the things that we've looked at through our particular plan is is looking at different layered strategies. Um, but yeah, you know, I'll probably be wearing a mask next uh, or starting tomorrow when I'm in the buildings. Uh, it's it's recommended through the CDC, and uh, but we're just not going to mandate it. One place that I know that it is going to be mandated is buses. Is that correct? Yeah, it is going to be required on the buses. And, and that's – I'm not going to say that's been a, a – when when the guidance come out, I think there was a lot of different interpretations of that and, and kind of had to get uh, looking at whether it was uh, uh, an order from the CDC or if it was an executive order from uh, President Biden. But, but anyway, we're going to require it on the buses. Now, I know that one of the next follow-up questions that I know people are starting to see, we looked at it early earlier um, at the COVID-19 map, and you're seeing a lot more red. Do you expect the question and the follow-up is, will kids still be able to play sports? Will they still be able to do all the extracurriculars? Obviously, we could say this, and in 10 minutes, things could change. Absolutely, yeah. But – what would be your message to the parents that are panicking about, uh-oh, will, will little Jimmy be able to play football this year? Will they be able to play soccer? I mean, band. Uh, I could go on and on on all the different yeah. extracurriculars. Well, let, let's hope that, uh, you know, I think we learned a lot last last year in the kitchen. AA had some great guidance, uh, and we were able to – and before the show, we were talking about how our sports teams were able to really go through a lot of those and play a lot more games than I'd anticipated. So I think all that's going to be in place, and we know extracurriculars – are a vital part of the school system. It's just not about going in and learning the the uh, the the dates of uh, of history or uh, something about uh, literature. Those are memories that kids have, and they are a vital part for those that uh, just like the clubs. You know, those whether it's FCCLA, ADECA, mm-hmm. uh, our agriculture department, uh, and those pro FFA. Those those provide kids so much learning experience, and we want to do everything that we can to provide those for. Our, for those students. Dennis Cook is one of our guest co-hosts today, and he is a parent of two Grayson County School students, one in the middle school, one in the high school, correct? That's right. That's I nailed right. it. Look at that. I remembered from yesterday. And you had one that just graduated. So, Dennis, I Thank ask goodness. you, <laughs> I ask you as a parent, you now get to ask the superintendent a question oh. that is something is worrying okay. you about schools. Okay. So what would you want to know as a parent? So the pizza and during the lunch, the rectangle pizza, is that available for uh, DoorDash to parents? Yes. Uh, Christy Hodges, our food service director, will <laughs> oh, deliver. She's, she's we're, we're, work, we're working on an app right now, but she's uh, she goes above and beyond. But, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try to do DoorDash She did for tell you. me last week that the breakfast burritos are coming back, which I heard was apparently oh. a huge deal. And I, I'm wanting to try one of these breakfast. Have you tried one of the, the breakfast burritos? I have not. I'm telling uh, you what, they're, 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 pretty, they're pretty good, but – 
it has I've got a lot of questions out in the public about hey, how do you get these breakfast burritos? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're 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 hot commodities. Now that was just kind of a, a silly question, okay. but I love well, it. I only gave you one question. <laughs> oh, I gotta have more time. You you asked all the good questions already. So, what would be your next question? I would say, on a serious note, so we're talking about better than normal, which is an amazing attitude to have going into that you know, optimistic beginning of the year, kicking things off right. What if I'm a student listening, uh, uh, or I'm a parent listening, and going to talk to the students about? What Doug Robinson has said about this year, what can students expect to experience as they enter their school buildings tomorrow for the first time after many of them who say many of them were virtual all year? They haven't been to school in a whole year. What what do they expect to see as they walk in there? Yeah, I think that's a great question, Dennis. And, uh, you know, we had some back to school events last week, and I think that kind of eased people uh, back into kind of being around a lot of different folks. And as you said, we finished the year probably uh, with a group of students that did remain virtual. But just uh, for, for right now, I think with our uh, elementary, we have less than 10 folks, 10 parents that have requested virtual this year. And we're only doing a certain grade level. So wow. that tells me everybody's wanting their kids back in school. Yeah. Uh, and, and we know, uh, uh, you know, I say this uh, a lot and probably too much. If you ever try to go and teach your kids how to read, it's tough. It is hard. It's uh, very you, difficult. You, yeah, you go into some of these classrooms and you talk about some patience uh, and the skills to to be able to teach uh, reading. Uh, it, it's it's a it's really tough. But for the kids, back to your original, I'm getting off task. No, you're fine. Is is you know hopefully we're going to get some kind of sense of normalcy of just getting back in the building. And and I saw this at the end of last school year when we first started transitioning kids back to the school, it was almost like they were, the, the halls were super quiet. Mm. Kids were nervous. They were, you know, just didn't know what to expect. But when we kind of got back towards the end of April and got everybody back in, school was school was on. Yeah. You know, kids were laughing. They were having fun. And, and it kind of rejuvenated me a little bit of going in and seeing kids having some fun out on the playground and, and enjoying uh, that camaraderie of, of uh, time with your kid, your other students and your staff. Now, I know that it's not all negative when you're looking into getting back to school. So what are some of the things that you are looking forward to getting ready into this upcoming Let's see if I can get it. 2021-22 school year. That is, seems it, odd. It's, it's weird, weird to say that. I feel like it's still the 2019 year. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things that we're put that uh, we've done a lot of training on this this summer with our staff, and I'm going back to this thoughtful uh, classroom, and it's really finding more ways to get get students engaged in the learning process and to to make them a little bit more accountable. Uh, and I don't mean that's necessarily in the right way, but I think sometimes, and I go back to when I was when I was a kid in school. If I had to do virtual, mm-hmm. oh, my. We talked about this, I remember, I think, during last yeah. summer on how difficult it would have been. Yeah, it would have been super hard. And so I think that's it. I think maybe that could be a positive of those kids really kind of having some discipline to do that on their own. Yeah. I think we lose track sometimes of uh, we. if you're on social media, you see a lot of negativity from the parents. These kids are adaptive, man. Yeah, they are. They're, they're good at going with the flow and adapting and I just want to know one more thing. How can parents and guardians support the teachers and assist them this upcoming school year? Yeah. What are some things that we can do to make this a good coexistence of a partnership? Yeah. And, Dennis, I'll tell you what, we had so much support last year. And I'll agree. You do get on there and you hear, hey, I'm not a teacher. I'm having to do this. It is frustrating when you're, you know, if you go out and tell me to go out and dunk a 10-foot goal, I'm never going to do it yeah. without – you know, I, and I'm not saying that all all parents had to struggle with teaching uh, and helping their kids, but it is the great partnership of just communication with your teacher, mm-hmm. and also just checking in with your kid and saying, "Hey, how's your work coming? Yep. Do you need any help?" And just communication. Now, we all know uh, one of the other things we've really been focused on this this school year is just getting at the end of the school year is phasing kids back in and looking uh, to the the mental health of just giving them the support that they need because it yeah. is tough on the kids. But as you said, kids are pretty resilient. They are. And I think as parents, uh, and I had I've, I had two in the school system last year, you just worried about them doing what they were supposed to. 
and uh, and all that. But just communication. I think that would be the key thing that I would say to any parent is talk with your child, talk with your teacher, and we'll be there to help. I like to hear it. Really good information here from Superintendent Doug Robinson. We've got to get to a break. When we come back, we'll have your chance to win with a water cooler question here on In the Know. Did you know a rainbow can only be seen in the morning or late afternoon because it can occur only when the sun is 40 degrees or less above the horizon? Did you know a rainbow can be seen only in the morning or late afternoon because it can occur only when the sun is 40 degrees or less above the horizon? Oh, oh, oh never mind. I'll just, I'll go. That's <laughs> I wish I could say that that was on purpose. Man, your mic I'll off. tell you what. But, uh, I mean, Dennis, no you, are, you are a science expert, right? Yeah. I mean, now us for me with it, based off of the packaging of Lucky Charms, uh, as culinary expert as well. Yes, you are the chief culinary correspondent. Uh, if you shine the light on the box of Lucky Charms in a specific way, the rainbow disappears. So it makes sense. Is that true? No. Okay. He's uh, believable. He, yeah. <laughs> Prof- he's a professional. That's what we can say. Next segment. Uh, do you believe this? Superintendent Doug Robinson joins us as well on the show today. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. I think Were I'm you not, not a science oh, guy. I'm not. Not I'm a science a, guy. I'm not a science guy, so yeah. I don't know. I, I'm with you there. I, okay. I prefer not to not to dive into the science. How about a water cooler question instead? Let's do it. Here is today's question. Again, you must not have won in the past 30 days. You must be 18 years or older to win. And you get your choice between two tickets to Holiday World, two tickets to Beach Bend, or two tickets to Kentucky Kingdom if you can be the smartest person around the water cooler. Here's today's question. In a poll, nearly 4 in 10 people said they always have this in their kitchen. What is it? In a poll, nearly 4 in 10 people said they always have this in their kitchen. What is is it? Four out of Text two seven zero two five nine six thousand. Text two seven zero two four two five nine six thousand. Again, you must be eighteen years of older. Must not have won in the past thirty days. And you have a piece of paper that Dennis has given you, probably without knowing what the piece of paper was for. You can write down your yeah, answer if I'm, you want on that. I'm struggling with this. He understands what a piece of paper and a pen are for, Sam. I mean, he's superintendent know, of the school. He is superintendent good of the school. Grief. It's not number two I pencil. But good <laughs> Again, nearly four in ten people say they always have this in their kitchen. What Could is be it? anything? I'll give a hint and say I do not have this in my kitchen. Oh, you're not, I mean, four out of ten, the majority do not. They do not. I'm gonna. Can I get a little bit of a uh, better hint? I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and see if I don't know if you might have it, Dennis, in your kitchen, and I don't know about you either. I'm not sure. Well, you've not been in my kitchen, so that makes sense. <laughs> this is true. This is true. How? I mean, this is this. Is, you're gonna have people googling it. I'm sure. Cheaters. A new survey said the states that like the most, the, that like fast food the most and the least. Here's the list of the top five. In fifth place, Tennessee. In fourth place, Oklahoma. In third place, West Virginia. In second place is Nebraska. And in first is Alabama for liking fast food the most. You might ask, where does Kentucky rank on said list? They are 10th. Kentucky likes fast food the 10th most in the nation. Mm. Who likes the least? Connecticut. Mississippi, New York, New Jersey, and Vermont. Vermont likes the least. I was surprised to see Mississippi on that list. I would have thought Mississippi was higher on the list of liking fast food. I'm not sure. Um, let's see if anybody has gotten this answer correct. This is yes, a hard we looked question. down at the. Uh, I have no um, idea. No, no guesses so far yeah, for either I mean, one. Of you? I You're going to show me. I just put oh. Louisville merch. Yeah, I, I don't think it's that. Do you, do you have any guesses you know right now? This is, I, I won't tell you if crazy. you're correct or not. Odd. I said sodas. Sodas. Well, not bad. Sodas. That's not a, not bad. a bad one. That's not bad. Definitely would have in my in mine in my kitchen though. And we do have somebody who has gotten the answer correct. Wow. If your phone number ends in eight seven eight six, you are correct in saying chopsticks. <laughs> ah, chopsticks. Wow. Look at that. Right, right there. In fact, I'm not sure. 
this might be good old Roger Lesh that has gotten this answer correct and texted it in. Chopsticks is the correct answer. So, uh, if your phone number ends in 8786, we'll reach out to you and get some more information from you. Yeah, that's tough. In a few minutes. I I can't do the chopsticks. Do you have chopsticks in your kitchen? Trey loves them. I don't know how So you do have them in your kitchen then? No. If Trey likes them? No, I'm just saying, like, when we go out to a restaurant, that... No. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. I was even at a wedding a couple of weeks ago where they get, they had like personalized chopsticks to take home, and okay. I just handed them to my mom. I was like, "There's no chance I will use them." In fact, Roger says that that was him. So Roger Lush is the winner of the tickets today. Uh, so Den- Dennis, your compliment, I guess, is paying off back to him. Because yeah, he's you're welcome, Roger. Do you have chopsticks in your kitchen? I don't. You don't? I I don't know. I just it's not something that I no. I I prefer a fork. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't know. I'm the four. Uh, are four either one of you Lord of the Rings fans? Uh, I have seen The Hobbit. Okay. That's it. No. No. Apparently, I learned today that there is going to be a Lord of the Rings yes. series. Yes. Yeah, and they've released the first image, Amazon's epic TV adaptation. As apparently it was announced four years ago. I guess oh. I've been living under a rock. It looks amazing, <laughs> though. Look at and that. it's making headlines yeah. because of its huge $465 million price tag. Wow. I'm not a fan mm. of Lord. I've ne- just, I'm more of a Harry Potter guy, so I don't know that I'm going to be necessarily watching I'm gonna, this. I'm going to give it a shot. You are? Yeah. You're I mean, going to? It looks good. It looks good. And then, Dennis, I saw this headline as a food person, and I know... Doug, you are a food fan as well. Hey, I Can like I, food. I, I like food. Oh, yeah. Um, that sounds... You might, we might want to keep our, our friends in California in our thoughts tonight. Okay. As, the, as a new headline says, bacon may disappear in California as new pig rules take effect. Listen, there are a lot of things I do like. Bacon is at the top of that list, though. So to our friends in California... What? We're thinking about you. bacon might That's become bacon. impossible to get. That's just hard to believe. I, I'm, I'm broken hearted over here right now. Dennis has gone into a trance right now. <laughs> We're going to have to take a break. Get, get, the, get the bacon picture off the screen. We're going to get to a break what? and come back with a little bit more here on MNO. My point to ponder for today, the big one, and it's nicer than yesterday's, even though yesterday's was very valid. Oh, boy. Why is it called a hamburger if it's made out of meat, if it's made out of beef? You ever wondered that? Well, it originated in Hamburg, Germany. Is that true? Believability. <laughs> He's got it. Because <laughs> the next thing you're going to tell me is gullible's written in the dictionary. Here. Hey, French fries, Hamburg, Germany, hamburger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Makes but sense. Have you, ever, have you ever sat there and wondered that? I was pondering that this morning as I was driving in. No. No. We, no. we have things we have to work on, Sam. We're, we're busy professionals, well, okay? See, one of we the don't big, think about the One of the biggest things that I have to prepare for the show is the point to ponder. And yesterday's I had planned for like Three or four days. Yes, I have been just waiting for You're yesterday's. Evil. Did you hear about yesterday's point no. to ponder? We can well, dive He doesn't have time to watch his show. He's a superintendent of Grayson County Schools. So, Dennis, like we mentioned, is a Cubs fan. I'm a Reds fan. Oh, and okay. and the Reds dominated the Cubs last week. And then the Cubs traded away their entire team Sam, because people, of it. People it's are just... turning off Facebook right now and turning to different radio stations. Uh, listen, it's, <laughs> if it took this long, then I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, today's highlight in history for today, Ernie Pyle was born on this date in 1900 mm-hmm. as he is a reporter, and he was known as the seeing eye reporter for covering the, you know, in World War II. He would be on, on the scenes and all of that. So it's he's the recipient of today's highlight in history. On this date in 1492, Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue. He set sail right? on this date in 1492. Well... On this date in 1949, the NBA was formed. On this date in 1963, the Beatles made their final appearance at Cavern Club in Liverpool. Wow. Ironically enough, on this date in 1971, Paul McCartney formed a new band called Wings. It's kind of weird that you do that on the same day. Yeah, that worked Um, out. On this date in 1994, Stephen Breyer was sworn in as Supreme Court Justice. On this date in 2001, the film The Princess Diaries... And Rush Hour 2, so 20 years ago today. Classics. Was, uh, Jack, 
from uh, Julie Andrews to Jackie Chan. Yeah, man. <laughs> On this day to go, uh, 2005, the FCC approved the merger of Sprint and Nextel. On this date in 2012, Michael Phelps won a record 17th gold medal at the London Games. And on this date two years ago today, a gunman opened fire at a Walmart store in El Paso, Texas, killing 20 people and injuring another two dozen. Birthdays for today. Way to bring the show down, Sam. Well, well, now we go to birthdays. <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> yesterday we had some really <laughs> disappointing birthdays. So, so today far, this we is turn also around. Disappointing. Marv Levy, football coach, turns 96 today. Tony Bennett. You know, the, the singer oh. turns 95 today. Wow. wow. Yeah, uh, Martin Sheen, he turns 87. Or, uh, sorry, 81 today. Martha Stewart turns 80 years old today. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> John Landis, the director of the Thriller video, turns 71 today. Tom Brady, you ever heard of him? Uh-uh. uh-uh. No. Uh, he turns 44 today. Ryan Lochte, the swimmer, turns 37. And football player Todd Gurley turns 27 as well. So was the Tom Brady video real? Did you, have you seen the, when he's throwing the football into the machine that throws the football to you? He throws it right in the middle of it. It sends it back. Sends it back. I, I did see that. I'm not sure. Is that sure. real? I'm not sure. I don't know. Gone but not forgotten up. as well, John Scopes, the high school teacher subject of the Scopes Monkey Trial, was born in this state in 1900. I believe he's a Kentuckian as well. What are these facts? I mean, why, nobody nobody cares about that. Sure. That's, that's some good stuff. You know, stuff. Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> Turn your microphone off. <laughs> you did a, already. How about a chart topper from 1951? I like this, Sam. You and I, we're great. So, Doug, team. this is a segment where we play songs that were number one on the state. So, we're going to go back to 1951 to start off with. I think Dennis was a senior in high school. My dad was <laughs> one. My dad was one. The birthday boy was number one. Tony Bennett. Because of you. Number one. Are you a fan? Oh, yes. This on your Love playlist? Tony, no, I mean, not probably, on mine. Not on yours? Not on mine either, but Tony Bennett's, he's he's the man. He's got the Sinatra feel. Can, I feel like he got to be a fan, right? Yeah, he can still sing, too. It was at itty bitty 1960, Brian Hyland was number one with one of Mark's favorite songs, I know. As superintendent and a minister in this community, we cannot comment on this song. <laughs> okay, then we'll leave it at that. <laughs> How about the 70s? Does that sound better? For Doug, yes. Yes. 1978. Andy Gibb was number one with Shadow Dancing. I'm not sure that I'd ever heard this song before this morning. I don't think I have. What does that mean? Shadow Dancing. I don't know if that's an answer that we want to answer today. I was just, I'm asking because I don't know. I thought you might know. 1987. Does that sound better? Oh, yeah. I was eight. Eight. Maybe. Bob Seger was number one in the state in 1987 with Shakedown. Not a Bob Seger fan? No. There's a lot of better 80s songs out there. So we'll go to the mid-90s then. 1996. I love that. I learned yesterday, Doug, that Dennis is a huge fan of 90s music. You gotta dance it, right? Oh, you know it. <laughs> Do I know this? Could you go to a middle school dance and not have the song played? No, Los Del Rio was number one in this state twenty-five years ago today with the Macarena. I mean, you don't know the dance? Gotta... I mean, whether I do, whether I don't, whether I did it, whether I did not, I mean, next song. He's not going to admit it. Cody, move the camera. <laughs> Seven years ago today, Magic was number one with Rude. Okay. Very creative. Great lyrics right there. It took a long time to come up with those. Not, uh, not my, not my cup of tea, really. It's not. No. Okay. No, no, no. It's, it's not. Sam, you've done a great job. Chart toppers were a little bit of a letdown today, weren't they? That's okay, though. You brought Thank us. You, you know what? I appreciate that because when when Misty was in here with us mm-hmm. and chart toppers were a letdown, she would usually just take shots at them and blame it on me. I said, no, it's not your fault. I don't pick the chart toppers. The chart toppers pick us. That's right. It's not and your you know fault. what? If it was a letdown, then it's not my fault. That's right. That's it. Not your fault. I'm off my soap. I'm off my soapbox. Calm down. I appreciate you taking the time. Do you have any parting words now with as we are 
T-minus, what, 21 and a half hours yeah. from school starting? Uh, I just want to say I appreciate you all. This was a great idea getting all the principals and administrators in this week and la- last week and giving us the opportunity to talk about our schools. I greatly appreciate the partnership we've had with K105 uh, over the last little bit, uh, well, for a long time, but uh, through the pandemic and, and uh, great, just a great partnership, and I appreciate the opportunity. And we are super excited to see all of our kiddos tomorrow the smiling faces. We are excited as well. We get to hear it. We get back to school day tomorrow. Whitney Carmen. From the Grayson County Extension Office will be joining us, and then that guy finds his way back. <laughs> Which might mean some of you know you're not you, – you know that you're not going to ah, be busy tomorrow at 9 careful. o'clock tomorrow. Careful. <laughs> you're the only one that gets paid to work here, so build up <laughs> the viewership. Don't tear it down. This is true. I pre- both, appreciate both of you all for coming in today, so I leave you with my pearl of wisdom. Bad manners are like bad teeth. Nobody knows if you have them if you keep your mouth shut. Bad manners are like bad teeth. Nobody knows if you have them if you keep your mouth shut. That's my pearl of wisdom for today. For Dennis Cook and for Doug Robinson, I'm Uncle Sam Gormley, and now you're in the know.